I done been around the world, ain't nobody else That could do it like us with nobody help When the chips about to fall and I back against the wild No, it's only one place I call What is going on everybody? My name is Christian Payne and welcome to Macro Mentality We are on the 7th long overdue episode of Macro Mentality I know, I know, I know. I've been gone for a little while. Um, I just don't want to produce content just to produce content. It's not my thing. I If I put something out there, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's producing a podcast, whatever the case may be, if I'm putting anything, any type of content out there, I want it to be content that means something. Um, content that I can really get behind. I just don't want to produce things just to produce things, just for follows or likes um, or whatever the case may be. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like I'm not going to be delivering information um, in the most valuable way possible if I can't, if I'm not really passionate about what I'm talking about, or if I can't 100% get behind it. So, with that being said, I'm gonna produce podcasts more frequently, more like every two weeks versus every week, just because um, you know it allows for me to actually come up with something that or that that I really want to talk about or to hear things that come across that I really want to um, take a stance on so to speak cuz you know that's that's what we all do now we we all take stances on everything so so with that being said what I want to get into today is the all time infamous cheat meal yes everybody loves a cheat meal it is probably the most frequently asked question that I get from all my clients is, when do I get a cheat meal? And to be honest, a lot of times I want to go with the words never, but they don't learn anything that way. So I prefer to explain to them why we might, may or may not need a cheat meal at that specific time. The big issue with cheat meals is, Everybody thinks that they should get a cheat meal, and I don't think that they they I don't think that the belief system is is I should get a cheat meal because it's good for me. I think the belief system is is I should get a cheat meal because I did good this week, and I get it. You all, it it's hard. Like it's not that easy to eat six times a day, resist all the cravings that you have around you at work all the time, make sure you get to the gym and get your workout in. And then we're not counting just everyday life things that you have to go through, like dropping the kids off, going to the grocery store, handling appointments. We get it, all right? So at the end of the week, you want to reward yourself for all of your hard work that you have put in and all of your life's dealings that you've had to handle. But cheat meals are not a reward. The Cheat meals are not a way... Eating food in excess is not a way of rewarding yourself for having a successful week. The reward when it comes to dieting for having a successful week is seeing your clothes fit differently. Um, looking in the mirror and, and seeing that you look look different than what you have in the last week. Your weight's down. Whatever the case may be, however you choose to measure success, at the end of the week, your reward is whatever that measure of success that you have chosen to use. The reward at the end of the week is not a cheat meal. It's just a bad habit to form altogether is that I did well, I should reward myself with food. And here's the thing, we're never gonna reward ourselves with the healthy options because nobody wants extra broccoli 
or you know an extra dry chicken breast that's that's not what that's that's not what what we want as the as the reward for food when we're when we're going to take these cheat meals we we want the bacon cheeseburgers or you know the cookies or you know um the boneless wings things of that nature and those foods ultimately when it comes to taking cheat meals a cheat meal can actually work against you if you don't actually need to have the cheat meal it could set you back because you're taking in all all of these additional calories and we aren't just taking in one type of calorie so you can do refeeds which that could be a podcast for another time but you could do refeeds and refeeds you're typically going to increase a single macro so it may be carbs well you have control when you're just increasing the carbohydrates um, there's a lot more control there but when you go and you take a cheat meal now we're taking in calories from fats we're taking in calories from carbs and we're taking in calories from protein and you know fat calories are going to be a lot higher than carb calories are going to be per gram so now we run into the issue of having all of these additional calories that may not actually facilitate the kind of response that we need from the body to continue getting results and so that's one primary issue that you're going to run into when you're taking cheat meals unnecessarily uh, you're increasing your net caloric intake for the week i think a lot of people just think about it as oh i took a cheat meal i increased my calories for the day while that's true you've also increased the net for the week and so when you look at the bigger picture it ultimately can become a setback for you because you've been at this certain amount of calories let's say it's 1500 calories you've been at 1500 calories for monday through friday and then on saturday you decide you want to take a cheat meal and instead of having 1500 calories on saturday you choose to have 2500 to 3000 and some people think that that sounds crazy, but that's the reality. It's really easy to hit those amount of calories when you are taking these cheat meals. Well, now you've increased the overall net calories for the whole entire week because of the because you bumped up the average by taking a a you know 2,500 calorie cheat meal. So you have to think about those kind of things, and you don't know where you're actually increasing all those calories from so it ultimately becomes a setback which means now we're slowing down the road to getting to the goal that we've set out to achieve cheat meals can have a huge benefit if they are used properly um, in the sense of being in low calories for a long period of time which will slow down your metabolism um, or if you have a state of mental fatigue from being in a caloric restriction or a deficit for an extended period of time and that extended period of time being longer than two or three weeks taking cheat meals every single week just is not necessary and it's i think my biggest thing about it is is that it's just understanding how much you're slowing down the amount of time that it's taking you to get toward to a goal that you actually want to get to now listen, I, I don't want to sound overly dramatic here. It's not it's not that you're slowing it down, you know, uh, a huge amount, but you're slowing it down enough to where maybe one week you lose three pounds and another week you lose half a pound. 
uh, and you know, or you lose a pound. And I guess ultimately that is a significant difference in weight, but we have to look at how the cheat meal influences water retention um, due to the extra sodium, the fat slowing things down, you know, just the extra calories in general, just slowing things down. And another thing to keep in mind when most of us are motivated by the number on the scale, taking those cheat meals, they're going to increase your weight normally because of the additional water retention. Um, and in our brains, that triggers, oh, we've put on this amount of fat. And so, you know, we step on the scale, we see that that number is increased, and that just leads to even further discouragement of the process that you're in and believing that it doesn't work. Because we still lack the ability to actually accept the fact that we took the cheat meal, it caused our weight to go up, you know, and moving on from that scenario. Oftentimes, it's just going to lead to further cheating um, because that you're discouraged by the fact that that number did go up on the scale. Something else I want to touch on also is, is that if you are, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight, taking a cheat meal every week for you is really not necessary because your body has plenty of energy to at its disposal to use to keep your metabolism up. Uh, typically, you're going to have anybody that I work with in general, we're always going to start with a decent amount of calories. Like we don't start at 1200 calories because that's just pointless. We automatically just put ourselves in a bad position for keeping you healthy, keeping your metabolism going, those kind of things. So anybody that I work with, we're typically already going to start with a higher amount of calories in the first place. So worrying about your metabolism stalling out isn't necessarily a thing that I'm worried about two months anyways because of the amount of food that we're eating um, so if you are you know overweight you really don't need the cheat meals because you're already going to be eating enough food to keep your metabolism going and at the same time your body has enough enough energy um, due to the fat to actually keep you going at the same time preventing us from wasting muscle um, keeping the metabolism where it needs to be now, if you're a leaner individual, you may require cheat meals more frequently because your body doesn't have a lot of fat to use as uh, as energy. And so it will tend to try to use muscle as that source. And we want to prevent that. But also when you're leaner too, you're especially if you've dieted down um, to a leaner state. So if you've come from having, you know, 17, 1800 calories, 1900 calories, and we've dieted you all the way down you know, as we're dieting you down and those calories get lower and lower and you're getting leaner and leaner, the metabolism is getting slower and slower. That's why in those instances, those individuals may require a cheat meal just to boost those mechanisms in their bodies again and to, you know, get them over those humps and break those plateaus. So to really put this in perspective, I just watched um, it might have been a documentary. I can't remember. It was on YouTube, actually. And it was a story about the thousand pound man. And, th I mean, this guy, he was huge. I mean, he's half a ton. So, you know, when they had to come and get him out of his apartment to take him to the hospital because he needed to get treatment because he was sick due to the fact that he weighed a thousand pounds. Um, and, it, I mean, it literally took probably 20 people to get this man, he couldn't even roll over on his own, from his bed onto the back of a truck to take him to the hospital for this treatment. So 
the doctor put, puts him on a diet. Now, remember, mind you, he weighs a 1,000 pounds. And the diet that he put him on, this guy could still eat the same shit that he was eating before. And the doctor just put it into moderation for him. So this guy was still eating like KFC. He was still eating potato chips. But he was a 1,000 pounds. So like his caloric intake was so much higher than what the average overweight person's caloric intake could ever be. And that would allow for him to be able to eat that much, to, to still eat that kind of food um, and just put it into moderation in order to get results. Now, he weighs 1,000 pounds and he can still get away with that. But as he gets leaner, which by the end of the documentary, he was down to 500 pounds. Um, so, I mean, he had lost a significant amount of weight. I can't remember the time period in which it took him to lose the weight, but he had lost a significant amount of weight by the end of the documentary. So he was down 500 pounds. So his caloric intake was having to come down as he was getting, you know, losing more and more weight, dropping more and more fat. He could roll over by himself and everything. He could breathe. The dude was so big that he couldn't lay on his back because he was crushing his own organ. Just crazy. It was the craziest shit I'd ever seen before. Um, and I've seen 600 pound life. So anyhow, so as he was getting leaner, the doctor was having to restrict his calories more and more. And here's the thing. As he gets further, as he gets down into the, you know, the threes and the twos, he's going to have to clean up that diet. He's going to have to take out all the junk that he was eating because the caloric density of all of that stuff is just way too high. And so his calories are going to start adding up a lot faster than what, than what they need to for the size that he is when he gets down to 200 pounds, 250 pounds, even 300 pounds. He's going to have to start adding in more healthy foods and, and um, foods that aren't as calorically dense. Otherwise, it's going to be harder and harder for him to keep getting results because, like I said earlier, it just adds up way too fast. So to wrap this whole thing up, Look, cheat meals are great. I have nothing against cheat meals. I like a cheat meal every now and again, especially if I'm in the off season. I love having a couple extra cheat meals in there, but they're not necessary and they can be a setback to trying to achieve your goals when they aren't used properly. They aren't necessary every week and they aren't something that should be used as a tool to reward yourself for being disciplined, staying consistent, and working toward the goal that you set out to achieve at the end of the day. Thank you all for listening to Macro Mentality. Once again, I'm Christian Payne. I've been around the world, ain't nobody else. That could do it like us with nobody help. When the chips about to fall and I back against the wild, no, it's only one place I call. Wild Rose League.